Hello there, I'm Minister Paula Cornett. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast, Revelations from the Heart. I'm so excited for what the Lord has in store for you today, and I hope that you will be encouraged by today's message. I'd love to stay connected with you online. You can visit my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. Also, visit me on Facebook, Instagram, and my YouTube channel. Well, grab your Bible. Let's get into today's episode. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much for joining me today on Revelations from the Heart podcast. I'm Minister Paula Cornett, and this is episode number 19. Happy Pentecost Sunday to each and every one of you. Um, I usually have my podcast ready to go uh, by Thursday. I like to do uh, a new episode every Thursday, but this Thursday, the Holy Spirit just prompted me not to release one on Thursday. He interrupted my um, teaching on uh, talking about the last day society. And so um, I just was led to to, to kind of pause that for just a moment and to um, do a lesson today, a teaching today on the Holy Spirit in lieu of Pentecost Sunday. Uh, so that's what I'm doing today. And I'm posting it today on Sunday, actually Pentecost Sunday. So um, we will resume the last day's teaching, End Time Society. I will resume that next week. And really, that's the way the Holy Spirit does is he will invade your program. He will invade your agenda. Uh, last week, I was at my sister's house and uh, my little niece was watching the TV. She's 10 years old. And so the YouTube teaching was up and she was mad at me because I didn't tell her I had a YouTube channel. And so um, she clicked play and started listening to the teaching. And so I mentioned on that YouTube teaching, I mentioned that that next Sunday is Pentecost Sunday. And so she asked my mother, she says, what, Grandma, what is Pentecost? And so my mother said, well, Pentecost is when the Holy Spirit invaded the disciples and um, gave them power. And that is exactly uh, what Pentecost is and so just like how the Holy Spirit invaded the disciples, he invaded my uh, program, my agenda. And it's good to have programs. It's good to have, you know, plans, but always leave room for the Holy Spirit because he knows what's going on. And if you yield yourself to him, he will use you. And so today I want to talk about the Holy Spirit. In fact, this is my favorite subject of all time. This is my favorite a topic to talk about. So it took me a minute to not overload and overwhelm you with so much information. And so I had to really pray and I was like, Holy Spirit, help me what to say. Help me um, give out the important points to be able to bless the people. And so first, what we have to deal with and have to understand and know is that I want to give you some facts about the Holy Spirit. Okay. The first fact you might want to get your pencil and paper and write this, this information down. The first fact is that the Holy Spirit is a person. You say, well, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? Now, it's not a person like you and I are a person and we can see each other and we have uh, material or we have, you know, substance. He's a person. He's a spirit person that we don't see, but we can hear him and we can see his effects. It, 
likens him to the wind. Just think about the wind, okay? We're going to talk a little more about wind in just a moment. The next fact is that he is a he. The Holy Spirit's not a it. The Holy Spirit's not a she. He is a he. All right? Jesus uses uses these um, personal uh, pronouns. He uses them in John 14, 16. And it says that, uh, and I will pray the Father, and he, talking about the Father, will give you another helper that he, that's talking about the Holy Spirit, may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him, there we go again, or knows him, again, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Okay? So we have to make sure that we understand when I refer to the Holy Spirit, I don't say it said, he said, because he's a person. I talk to him all the time. He leads, he guides, he directs. He is a he. All right. Number three, the proof or the evidence that you have the feeling or the power of the Holy Spirit is that you will speak with a new tongue. You will speak with a new language. Now, while speaking in tongues is optional. For the believer, it's necessary, but it's optional, all right? And it doesn't mean, this is the fourth thing, that you're not saved if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit. And if you don't speak with the new tongue, doesn't mean that you're not saved, doesn't mean you're not going to go to heaven, because it's your choice. It just means that you won't have any power on this earth, okay? And we need God's power to do his work, because it's a spiritual work. And we have to have the leading and the power of the Holy Spirit. We can't depend upon ourselves. In and of ourselves, we can't do anything. I think about it like this. Think about a credit card. Most people have a credit card. And in order for you to use that credit card, they'll, they'll, they'll send you the card. And then there's a little sticker on there that says, call this number to activate your card. Now, you can choose to activate it or you can choose not to activate it. You, It's there. You have it. But if you don't activate it, then you can't use the credit card but if when you activate it then you can use it so you can choose not to call but what's going to happen you're not going to be able to use it and the same is true with the holy spirit he's there okay but if you choose not to be filled with him then you cannot you know do what he needs you to do but if you choose to be filled with the holy spirit then you can operate and flow in the power of the holy spirit all right so Let me just review for you, because some people that may be listening may, may not know anything about the Bible or very little about the Bible. But some of you Bible scholars, I'm sure, will know. So this will be review for some of you, maybe new information for others. But I'd like to just start like this. Now, you know, we have the Bible and your Bible is comprised of the Old and the New Testament. And the Old Testament is a foreshadow of the New. And the Old Testament points to one central figure, and that is Jesus Christ the anointed one, and his anointing. Now, each book of the Bible, Jesus is depicted or portrayed in a particular way. For example, in the book of Matthew, we see him as the Messiah. In the book of Mark, he's the wonder worker. In the book of Luke, he's the son of man. In the book of John, he's the son of God. But in the book of Acts, we are introduced to the most important person on the earth. We're introduced to Jesus's power part in ministry, and that is the Holy Spirit. The key to Jesus' success in ministry was that he followed the leading of the Holy Spirit every 
time. And just as Jesus was our example, we are to do the same thing. If we want to be an extension of God's love in the situations that come before us, we have to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Luke 4 and 1, it says that Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. The Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness. And for those of you that know the Bible, the story is that it was there that Jesus was tempted by Satan and he defeated him three times with it is written, it is written, it is written. All right. But when Jesus came out of the wilderness, it says in Luke 4 and 14, it said, then Jesus returned in the power of the spirit to Galilee. So Jesus came out with the power of the spirit. Then he began to do, do miracles. He began to do, you know, those things. So in order to be, to be led by the Holy Spirit, you can't be flesh oriented. You can't depend upon your flesh. You can't listen to your flesh. And this just means that you have to trust his leading. You can either choose to be led by your flesh or you can choose to be led by your spirit. All right. And when you choose, it's just like a war going on because your will wants to do what feels comfortable and safe. But a lot of times when you listen to your spirit, it's so contrary to what, 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 what you know. So in order to be led by the Holy Spirit, you cannot be flesh oriented. And you have to trust the leading of the Holy Spirit. And you have to choose whether you will listen to the Holy Spirit or whether you're going to yield to your flesh. Now, how does the Holy Spirit, how does he lead us? Well, sometimes in his leading, you may have like, a, you may have an impression. Or you may have a nudging in your heart to do something. Sometimes it can come, come other ways, through dramatic ways like a prophecy. Or you can have a vision. Or even sometimes it comes in just a, a still, small voice. But the primary goal is that you should learn to be led by his voice and to be led by him. Let me give you an example. Sometimes a person may come across your heart. Somebody you just, you know, you be thinking about somebody. Think about them and then you, you're thinking about them all day. Think about them all day. And then, then you just get the, the, the nudge or the urge or the impression I'm going to call them or I'm going to send them a text. I'm going to call so-and-so and see how, see, just see how they're doing. You call them and you call them and you don't dump your problems on them. Okay. But you call them, ask them how they're doing. And then we begin to share with you. I've had a horrible week, you know, da, 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 has been happening. And you say, I've been praying for you all week long. I knew something was going on. I knew, you know, I just, I just could sense that something was going on. That's the Holy Spirit leading you to reach out to somebody. Now, sometimes people, a person may come across their heart and that's just it. The Holy Spirit's trying to get you to be led by him, but you just ignore it. You don't, you don't, you don't do anything with it. I've heard people say so many times, you know, David, you've been on my heart all week. Well, you should probably call. You know, the Holy Spirit's probably trying to get you to be led by him. But a lot of times people, they don't do it. But that's just one example. There's many other examples of, you know, the Holy Spirit leading you, guiding, nudging, and everything. So we're going to look in the book of Acts because we're going to see the coming of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to look at this. All right. Acts 1, 4 through 8. And it says, and being assembled together with them. He commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which 
He said, you have heard from me for John truly baptized with water, but you shall receive power. No, I've done got ahead of myself. I done, I done, hold on, let me go back. Let me go back. I done got ahead of myself. The promise of the father, which he said, you have heard from me for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, I lost my place. They said, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know times or season, which the father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive. There we go. That's what I was looking for. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now, Jesus ascended to heaven, but first he gave these instructions and he left a promise. And the instructions were to wait for the promise of the father. Now, after his resurrection for 40 days, Jesus appeared to people. He appeared to his disciples. He gave them instruction. He was teaching them. And his ascension for 10 days, the believers, there was 120 of them. They gathered together and they prepared and they prayed for the promise. Now, when God wants to do something really powerful in your life, he will move you away from all distractions. You'll get in an attitude or a posture of prayer and you'll be in the mode of preparation. Always remember this, that preparation time is never wasted time. So what instructions has God given you? Are you praying and preparing for the promise? Or have you stopped praying? You've stopped believing that it will ever happen? Or are you stopped preparing? Well, let me encourage you to start preparing again. Because God made a promise and he will fulfill it. The Bible says in Numbers 23, 19, that God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. He has said and he will, has he said and will he not do? Or has he spoken and will he not make it good? God is a promise keeper. The Bible says in 2 Timothy that God is faithful even when we're faithless. So perhaps that thing that he's promised you, it hasn't come to pass like you wanted it to or when you wanted it to and you kind of threw it to the wind. Pick it back up again. Let me, let me encourage you to believe again, to pick that promise back up and believe again. Now let's go to Acts chapter 2 and 1. It says, when the day of Pentecost, now Pentecost was 50 days after the Passover. It lasted for one day. And this is a time when uh, they came together from all over. They came together and um, the Jewish people, they came together to celebrate Pentecost. Now, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were with one accord. Make mental note of that. In one place, one accord, one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty when and it filled the whole house where they were sitting then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire and one sat upon each of them and they were filled with the holy spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance that's acts 2 1 and 4 now let me go back and let me just 
talk about this, okay? Now, there was a feast that was going on. There were people from different regions that were there, but these 120 were gathered in this place away from everybody else. They were gathered in this place. They had been there praying. They had been believing. They had been waiting on the promise, okay? Now, they were in one place, which to me signifies obedience, okay? Because they were told to get into one place. They were obedient. They were in one accord. That means they had the same mind and the same purpose. You didn't have nobody there saying, well, when's the promise going to come? They were in one accord. The result is that when you're in one place, when you're in obedience, when you're in one accord, the result is that God will show up. And when God shows up, everyone will know it and everything changes. When God shows up, everyone will say, surely we have been in the presence of the Lord. When God shows up, everyone will know it because when God shows up, he renews, he restores, he refuels, he refreshes, he makes all things new. He heals, he delivers, and he sets the captives free. The Bible says suddenly. Now, suddenly, let me take you back to English class. It's an adverb. And for what I remember from the English class, an adverb is a word used with a verb or an adjective or another adverb to tell when, where, how, what kind, or how much. Suddenly tells how the sound came, like up out of nowhere, like just took them by surprise. They were unaware. They were there in one accord, in one place, in one mind, focused on one thing, waiting on the promise. And all of a sudden there came a sound from heaven. The Bible says as of a rushing mighty wind, there are six symbols of the Holy Spirit in scripture. Wind is one of them. Wind is the most vivid Wind stirs things up. It shifts things. It moves things. Think about wind in the natural. The wind blows. Sometimes we hear it how. We can't see it, but we see its effects. The Bible says in John 3, 3 and 8, it says the wind blows where it wishes. And you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from or where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. I remember couple months ago, there was a pretty strong uh, wind that was blowing through in my neighborhood, you know, just in, in the area, pretty strong wind that was blowing. And so it was overnight, so I could hear it howling, you know, all throughout the night, I could hear it howling. And so I got up that morning to see what was still standing or what needed to be retrieved or, or what was going on. And when I looked out, out the window, out on our deck, the um, patio furniture cover that was on the the we have a table with some chairs around it that it was blown off now how it blew off I have no idea because the way it's structured and made it it, it kind of hooks under so that wind just had to have pulled it up and then so I knew I said oh man it's probably down the street somewhere and I'm gonna have to find it or either probably just have to get a new one so as I looked further out on the deck there's a little part of it that I can't see from the window but as when I went out and stepped out on the deck, I was really looking down the street to see if it was, you know, in somebody else's yard. But when I looked down, the um, the patio furniture, the, the, the cover was the 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 uh, rail of the deck. It had held onto the rail of the deck all night. So I just thank God that he, he kept it. You know, it seems like a small thing, but he kept it, you know, that it didn't blow down the street or didn't have to get a new one. But the thing is, is that I could see the effects of the wind. 
I could see the effects of the wind. I could hear the wind. I could see its effects, but I could not see the wind. The second symbol of the Holy Spirit is fire. And we see this here in this particular text. It says that there were tongues of fire. Oh, man. Fire purifies. Fire consumes unholy and, and unrighteous. The Bible says in Matthew 3 and 12 that he will separate the chaff from the grain, burning the chaff with never-ending fire and storing away the grain. The fire of God, it purifies. The fire of God, it consumes what's unholy and what's righteous. The fire of God, we need the fire of God. We need the fire of God. The next symbol of the Holy Spirit, number three, is water. Water cleanses. Water cleanses. Water, fire purifies, but the water cleanses. The Bible says in John 7, uh, 37 through 39, it says that on the last day of the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But then he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. And the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. So water cleanses. Number four, symbol of the Holy Spirit is a dove. Now we see that when Jesus, um, when he was baptized, that, you know, the, a dove appeared. And that was a symbol of the Holy Spirit, gentleness or innocence. The Bible tells us in uh, Matthew 10 and 16, he said, Jesus said, Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. All right. The next one, the fifth symbol, is the symbol of a seal. And a seal, not the animal seal, but the, the, the um, seal representing ownership or protection. Okay. So he, he's given us a seal, a promise of a seal, ownership. Or protection in Ephesians 1 13 and 14 it says that in him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation in whom you have believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise okay and then in Ephesians 4 and 30 Paul says this again and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption and the last symbol of the Holy Spirit is oil Oil, oil represents consecration or anointing. The Bible says in 1 Samuel, talks about that when David, when he was uh, anointed by Samuel, the, it says in uh, 1 Samuel 16, 12 and 13, he says, arise, anoint him for this is the one. This is God speaking to Samuel. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward, so Samuel rose and went to Ramah, all right? So, the Holy Spirit is here. Jesus left the Holy, when he left, he left the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, when Jesus walked the face of the earth, Jesus had to depend upon the power of the Holy Spirit. And he did that so that we can depend upon the power of the Holy Spirit. And God is so awesome because he did not leave us comfortless. He did not leave us without help. He did not leave us without one that will instruct and guide. And the very presence of the Holy Spirit is not Jesus walking beside us, 
but it's the very presence of Jesus living in us. Wow, living in us. You got to yield to the Holy Spirit. You got to yield to the Holy Spirit. There are 10 aspects of the Holy Spirit that I want to look at. And I'm going to give you the scripture reference to each. So in your own personal time, you can go and you can look these up and study these just a little bit more. But the Holy Spirit is a coach. Okay, he's, he's like a coach. And you think about a coach in, in the natural. That your coach gives you instructions. That your coach, you know, tries to help you to be the best that you can be. But the coach is no good if you don't listen to him. If you don't listen to a coach, he's, he's no good. You got to listen to your coach. You got to be led by the Holy Spirit. You got to yield to the Holy Spirit. So that means that your flesh has to get out of the way. Your mind and thinking, you know, you, you, you cannot, you have to yield all that stuff to him and let him flow through you and let him flow through you. So the first aspect, the Holy Spirit comforts us. He comforts us. In John 14 and 16, that's the scripture reference for that. You think about times when you may have lost a loved one and you say you needed comforting. The Holy Spirit comes and comforts. He comes and comforts. He indwells. John 14 and 17. He indwells. He lives in us. All right. He's not just with us. He's in us, making him with us as well. Number three, he teaches us. And John 14, 26. He teaches us as I'm reading the scripture. He's, he's teaching. He's talking to me as I'm reading the scripture. He was there. He's the one that inspired the writers to write it. He was right there. The Holy Spirit was right there with them, speaking through them and writing through them. And so he teaches us. Number four, he reminds us. John 14, 26. He reminds us. Have you ever, um, sometimes if I need to remember, so I say, Holy Spirit, bring it to my remembrance. I remember many times when I was in uh, taking tests and stuff in school and I'd do the study and do what I needed to do. And then I'd pray before my test and I said, now, Holy Spirit, bring it to my remembrance. Bring to my remembrance the things that I've studied. And so he would bring them, he'd bring them to my remembrance. He surely would do it. So he will remind us. He testifies with us. Number five, John 15, 26. He testifies of the goodness of God. He testifies of the accounts of God. Number six, the Holy Spirit convicts us. John 16 and nine. We've done something that we are not supposed to do. The Holy Spirit, he will convict us. And he will whisper and he'll say, you need to make that right. Or he'll say, you need to forgive. Or he'll say, you shouldn't have said that. Or he'll say, you need to apologize. He convicts us. Number seven, he convinces us. John 16 and 10. Number eight, the Holy Spirit guides us. John 16 and 13. He guides us. He guides us. He guides us. He leads and he guides us. He guides us. He helps us. He helps us. He gives us direction. Number nine, the Holy Spirit reveals to us. John 16 and 13. The Holy Spirit reveals to us. He will reveal to you when somebody's lying. He will reveal to you when someone is uh, done an evil scheme or plot for he will reveal things to you he will reveal things in the word to you he will give you know revelation of scripture he will reveal things to you and number 10 the holy spirit helps us worship john 16 and 14 
The Holy Spirit helps us to worship. Perhaps, you know, you, you may have, you may understand and you may know about the Holy Spirit, or maybe you don't. And you may say, you know, I want that power. I want that power. I want that power so that I can be a witness. Now, the power of the Holy Spirit is not for you, but it's for others. It's for others. Because it's, 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 the, it's, the, it's the Lord that leads people, the Bible says, to repentance. It's not us, but it's the Lord. And so we need the Holy Spirit in witnessing because I sure don't know what to say to people. And most of you probably don't either. But when the Holy Spirit is with me, he tells me what to say. And he leads and guides me what to say. And he also leads and guides you in what not to say. So if you want the power of the Holy Spirit, I want to pray for you that you will receive the power of the Holy Spirit. And if that's you, just put your, just put your hands up on your belly because it's where your spirit man dwells. And just ask the Father to fill me with your spirit. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Just tell him, I want that power. I want that power. Just begin to thank him. Thank him. Thank him in English. Father, thank you right now for the infilling of your spirit. Thank you right now for your power coming in me. For that Holy Spirit stir it up in me right now in the name of God. Jesus, oh, she katabo sotorobo kosiha ladarabo shekata. Just receive it right now. And the proof that you've received it is you will speak with new tongues. So if you're thanking him in the English, just let that heavenly language, just let it roll out. Just let it roll out of you. Just let it roll out. Don't be afraid. Just let it roll out. Just let it roll out of you. Now, if you are already filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, you may need a fresh and filling. Well, just lift your hands right now and say, Father, fill me afresh. Fill me anew. Give me, Father God, a fresh and filling. Sometimes we just need a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. Not a sputter, not a spatter, but an infilling, an infilling and let it flow like rivers of living water. So right now, if that's you, you just wherever you are, just lift your hands up and ask him, Father, fill them afresh. Fill them anew right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, that you did not leave us comfortless, that you did not leave us without an advocate, that you did not leave us without one that would comfort, one that teaches, one that reminds, one that testifies with us, one that convicts, one that convinces, he that guides, he that reveals, and he that helps us to worship. I thank you for the Holy Spirit, my dear friend. I thank you, Lord God, for the power of the Holy Spirit that just like on the day of Pentecost, as you visited the disciples, as you invaded their lives, invade the lives of the hearers today, Father God. Invade the lives of those that are listening with the power, with the power of Almighty God. Oh, Father, stir us up, Lord Jesus. Help our eyes to see what you see and our ears to hear, Father God, your voice in this day, in this hour. I thank you, Father God, and pray for our nation. Pray for our world, Father God, the things that are going on, Lord. These are just signs of the time. Help us, Father God, not to get caught up in all of that and distracted with all of that, Father God. But help us to be in a position and a posture of prayer. Help us, Lord God, 
that we will get our hearts right so that we will see you when you return. Use us in this last hour. Use us, Father God, that we will be led by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we thank you for our time together today, Father God. I thank you for stirring the people, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you be glorified, you be magnified in each and every one of our lives and in each and every one of our hearts. In the mighty, matchless name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Well, be encouraged to today. Happy Pentecost. Let us remember and never forget what it is that Jesus did, that Jesus has given us power over the works of darkness. Satan is under our feet and we are seated in heavenly places with Jesus, as it says in Ephesians, that Jesus is far above all principalities, all power, all might, and all dominion. And Hebrews tells us that we are seated in heavenly places with Jesus. I'm so encouraged. I am so encouraged. I feel like I got a fresh and feeling myself. Praise God. Thank God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I'll be also doing a YouTube um, uh, episode today. So if you want to see this message, you're probably going to have a little different spin to it. But if you want to see this message, to see me, I'd love for you to join me today to be posted later on today on YouTube, Revelations from the Heart. You can just put it in the search or put in Paula Cornette. And you'll see my face come up and I would just love for you to join me. Be sure to check out my website and check out all the other things and be encouraged today. If you were filled with the Holy Spirit, let me know. Send me an email. Let me know. Let me know because, hey, I'm telling you, you see things in a whole different light. I love it when I minister to people. And when I get in that vein and the Holy Spirit starts to take over. You know, he starts to really just, I just yield myself to him. And it's like he's doing and I'm just following. And sometimes the things that happen and transpire and take place, it surprises me. It surprises me. And sometimes it's like, oh, Lord, I don't know about that. That's what my mind is saying. But my spirit is saying, just be led, be bold, be bold for the Lord and do his work. And it is an awesome thing. It's an adventure. It is an adventure. It is an adventure, and I just love the spontaneity of the Holy Spirit. I'm probably going to do a teaching of the Holy Spirit because it's so much more information, but I had to condense it down um, so that so that it would just fit this format. But I'm probably going to do a couple teachings later on uh, on the Holy Spirit. I love the Holy Spirit. I just love the Holy Spirit, and I just love— I find myself sometimes throughout the day just talking to him and say, Holy Spirit, help me. Help me when I'm doing a project or working on something. A lot of things I may not be learned in a subject or in an area. And I ask the Holy Spirit to help me and he helps me and he shows me what to do, how to do it. He's there guiding and leading me. And so I just thank him and praise him. You be encouraged today and just remember and know that the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to share this episode with someone in your life. Also, share on your social media outlets. And I would love for you to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to my new YouTube channel. You can find the links to all my pages by visiting my website at www.paulacornette.com.
www.weebly.com. God bless you and hope that you will take time to listen again soon. Mm-hmm.